Thank you for listening to this message from Faith Builders. Pastors Philip and Michelle Still are dedicated to building your faith and framing your world by the Word of God. There are many more resources available on our website, www.buildfaith.net, where you can find links to our audio and video archives. We also invite you to join us online for our live stream services. Remember to build your faith and frame your world by the Word of God. fill. Just get your fill. This is what he's doing, so this is what we want to do. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When a church begins to be a place of worship and don't misunderstand me you can build a church off of different things you can build a church off of personality you can build a church off of cultural issues black church, white church, Hispanic church You can build a church on music. But the only thing that's going to last is if that church is built on the Word and the Spirit. But when a church becomes a place of worship, then that church becomes that portal into their neighborhood, into their community. And when people come into the church they sense the presence of God because that's been set apart as a place of worship not just a church a place of worship there are multitudes of churches that are not places of worship the word is preached they sing songs but it's not a place of worship That's what causes a ministry to have impact. Is when people come to church and feel God's presence. Hallelujah. And so when this is what God's doing. He's saying I'm setting you aside as a house of worship. And we've talked over the years when this presence arrives. That means... That's his approval. It's important. It's important. Hallelujah. Because you have to get comfortable with his presence. I've been in services before, and it would get calm, and it would get still, and it would get quiet. And somebody inevitably would just have to begin to give what they considered to be a message in tongues. Now, everybody ought to want to be used by the Holy Spirit and, and flow in the Holy Spirit. But that, that desire was more out of uncomfortableness 
with not knowing what to do with the presence of God than it was the Holy Spirit. When you get comfortable just in His presence, amen. You know, you know how when you're raising a child, you have a toddler, a baby, an infant, and, and as they grow, you, you know how important routine is? Well, what is, what is routine? Going to bed at the same time, getting up at the same time, eating at the same time. All through the summer, Pastor Michelle and I keep Liliana in her routine. You're still going to bed at this time. You're, we're going to get up. Because why? Summer's going to end. And we don't have to, want to have to retrain. I'm, I'm sharing something with you tonight that's very important. There are churches that now are having to try to retrain themselves. Because they've ceased being what God wants them to be. And quit being accustomed to His presence. And now they're having to try to figure out what to do. We want to be comfortable in His presence. Ever what it is. Father, if you show up and we're dancing and running and jumping, I'm going to be comfortable whether I'm dancing and running and jumping or not. When, when the presence of the Lord comes in this way and everybody's just standing still and worshiping Him, I'm going to be comfortable with that. Hallelujah. And, and, and understand this. This worship, this music, hear me, and this is the only way I know to say this. It's an extension of what's in my spirit. That young man gets in my spirit like nobody else. Because there's just a flow. We come together and we just start flowing. It's important. Where where you're called to be and who you're called to be connected to is vital. It's vital for you, but it's vital for them. Because not only do they have something for you, you have something for them. You have something for them. And that's what people don't understand. I had a person call me not too long ago. Um, a gentleman called. And, and, and he, ex- uh, well, he didn't call me. He called a leader. And he explained that they were leaving the church. There was no reason. It was just sudden. They were just leaving the church. Well, having had conversations with him in the past, I kind of expected it at some point because it seemed to be a pattern. But here's my point. They never thought. You know, the first thing is people say, well, they're leaving what they need. But they're also leaving where they could be what's needed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Tell your neighbor, say, stay where you're needed. Hallelujah. Tell them, say, stay where you're needed. And stay where your need is. Oh, hallelujah. It's important. 
It's important. I know pastors that would give their jaw teeth to experience what we experience on a regular basis. Hallelujah. This, this is what he's doing tonight. I'm not, I'm not, what I have will keep. You can hear it Wednesday. Because you do come to church on Wednesday. Yeah, I got one amen. Hallelujah. That means the rest of y'all better up your game. Well, I watch online. That's not being in church. That's watching online. Well, glory to God. You see how that went over? In the presence of the Lord. That's how that went over. Hallelujah. Glory to God. But it'll keep. God calls a church for impact. 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 He's called us to fill this house. Fill this house. And Lord, you're giving us insights and concepts and ideas and directions. And we just received downloads from heaven. Take your seat for one moment. We're not going to take you, keep you very long. As I said, this is what he's doing. So we're just going to let him do it. Hallelujah. I just want you to receive your fill. I want you to receive your fill. I want you to receive your fill. It keeps coming to me. Blood disorders are being remedied in the name of Jesus. Blood disorders are being remedied in the name of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. And Brother Darrell, I don't know what they have said, my brother, about your heart over the number of months that are passed. Uh, You're a man of faith. I understand that. But this is what kept coming to me. Those areas of your heart that need strength, they're going to begin to strengthen. Mm. Hallelujah. And what's going to leave tonight is that nagging thought. What if? And it's not a thought of doubt. It's just, it's like looking at thunderclouds and thinking, well, it might rain. No, strength, strength in every part that tip in in the name of Jesus. It shall be so, and you shall awake in the morning without that feeling. It shall be so, it shall be so. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Blood disorders are being healed. 
being remedied in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Won't you just lift your hands to the Lord? Just say this. Say, Father, use me. Father, use me. Tell him, say, use my gifts. Use my talents. Use my abilities. Lord, I'm yours. I belong to you. Use my life. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. presence of God simply has to be invited. Hallelujah. We're ministering this morning concerning worship, praise. And when you, when you look at the Illustrations from the word that we dealt with, the one in the book of Acts, when Paul and Silas were in the Philippian jail. And it says at midnight, Paul and Silas sat, prayed and sang praises to God. And suddenly there was a great earthquake, and their bands were loosed, and everyone else's bands were loosed, and the prison door flew open. Now, I've heard great theological dissertations on that. I mean, and, and I'm good sermons, great theological dissertations. You know what the meaning of the midnight hour is, and the midnight hour is a bad time in your life, or something coming to an end, and, and just right at midnight, you know, you can count on God to show up. But that sort of teaches people to just kind of hold on to the last minute, and somehow God's going to show up. The point that we're to see is they were not complaining about being in prison. They were praying and singing praises. And the Greek rendering says the prisoners heard them and enjoyed their singing. What you do with the presence of God affects the people around you. Your job is not to try to appear spiritual. Your job is just to be spiritual. 
and just be a place that God can come and, and abide and dwell and move whenever He wants. But notice when they begin to pray and sing praises, vibration, shock waves began. And it set them free and everybody else. Hallelujah. The presence of God can do in your family more in five minutes than all of our wrangling can do in a year. Hallelujah. Because it's beginning to set people free. Oh, hallelujah. So this is what he's doing. This is what we'll let him do. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. You know, when you start talking about praising, isn't it interesting that in the book of Isaiah, God is talking in uh, Isaiah chapter 54. And when you read that, God is talking to a nation that had been barren. And he's talking to people, women that had been barren. And isn't it interesting that he's talking to barren people and he starts saying, sing. 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 It start, see, very often we go there and we say, stretch forth your, 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 your tent, stretch the cords. The first thing he said was sing. If there's barrenness in your life, start singing. Start glorifying God. Start ascribing worth to Him. He's the one. He's the one that said, I will give children to the barren when I invite His presence. Hallelujah. There was a couple sitting in a church one time and the pastor was ministering. Very well-known pastor. I enjoyed him immensely. He's in heaven today. And they had been trying to conceive a child. And all of their efforts were met with no success. They went to the doctor. They tried everything that they could try. And the doctor had finally told them, other than adoption, you'll probably never have a child. There's just nothing that can be done. And they were sitting in that church on a Sunday morning. The pastor was ministering about worship and praise. And just almost as a side note, by, it was a word of knowledge. He said, there's a couple here, and you've never been able to conceive a child. And the Lord just says, you know, if you'll begin to sing, sing in your life. Sing praises to God. God will rectify that. Well, you know, that's, a, that's an astounding statement. But the man's testimony was that him and his wife went home. And they began to walk through their home and just sing praises to God. And just sing praises to God. Well, the unbeknownst to the pastor, he didn't know any of this was going on. But the next year, baby dedication time came around. And this couple was up there with their baby. And of course, 
as pastors do. We don't know all the backstory. And he was welcoming them. And they said, we need to tell you the story. And they told that story that when they were sitting in the presence of God, and he got that word of knowledge about the barren singing, they had the proof. Now you fast forward eight years, seven and a half, eight years. This pastor was standing in the prayer room of their church. They were about to go out to service. And he said, I looked over at the door and he said, there stood this little eight-year-old girl. And he said, uh, she asked him, she said, Pastor, can, can I talk to you? And he said, of course. And she came over and he got down on his knees so he could look her in the eye. And she said, you know, the other night, Jesus gave me a song. And she, he said, please sing it for me. And she sang that song. And he said, that's beautiful. Would you please keep singing that for the Lord Jesus? And she said, yes. Here's the beauty of that. That little eight-year-old girl was the little girl that was not supposed to be able to be conceived. Not only was she conceived through song, God was giving her songs. The things that you don't think can happen in your family, if you'll start singing and worshiping and praising God, not only will God set them free, God will give them a song. That'll set other people free. Amen. This has become such a big part of my life. And it's always been a big part of my life. But just to make a point, to live my life ascribing worth to Him. Hallelujah. None of us have time in here to get dry. You don't have time to let the barrel get empty. You got to keep it full. And we talk a lot in our circles about not being drunk with wine, wearing his excess, but be being filled. Right? Speaking to each other in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Well, that's not just speaking to each other. That's speaking to yourself. Speaking to yourself in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. And you keep inviting the presence of God. And inviting the presence of God. Amen. When you go to sleep tonight, invite his presence. I invite your presence. I invite, t- say that right now. Say, Lord, I just invite your presence. I invite your presence into my life. Say, Lord, I invite your presence in my home. I invite your presence on my job. I invite your presence in my car. In the name of Jesus. Glory to God. It has to be invited. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I'm just compelled by the Lord to tell you not to worry. The presence of the Lord's making a change. Oh, hallelujah. You know, isn't it interesting? You got a moment? 
we read the story. It's in the book of Matthew, the book of Luke, in the, in the New Testament, in the Gospels. You know, Jesus had really upset the religious leaders in his home region. And they were looking to kill him. Hallelujah. Glory. And so he took a sabbatical. And the Bible says he went into the region of Tyre and Sidon. Well, the region of Tyre and Sidon was a Gentile region. Well, Jesus wasn't sent to the Gentiles. When he sent out his disciples, he said, don't go to the cities of the Gentiles. Go into the lost sheep of the house of Israel. But he went. And it said there was a woman of Cana that heard about him. And she came. And you remember the story. And very often we focus on Jesus called the woman a dog. He walked by and didn't say anything to her. She was, she was asking him to help her. And that was not an affront to her. It was not her being mean or him being mean. It was, he wasn't sent to her. But something happened. Because he walked by her and didn't pay any attention to her. And the disciples said, Lord, send her away because she's crying after us now. In other words, she was crying after you and you won't say anything. And now she's crying after us. And that's when Jesus said, I'm not sent to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Is that right? Now watch the next phrase. But she came and worshiped him. And said, Lord, help me. Her daughter was at home possessed with a devil. And you remember Jesus said, it's not right to give the children's bread to the dogs. She said, that's true. But even the dogs eat of the crumbs that fall from their master's table. Now, again, I've, I've heard great theological dissertations on this. What's in the loaf is in the crumb. If there's healing in the loaf, there's healing in the crumb. That's absolutely the truth. But don't miss the focus. The focus is on her worship. And her faith to go worship him. What do you say, woman? Great is your faith. Go your way. Your daughter's healed. And Matthew says she went home and that her daughter was made whole from that very hour. Now, I could oversimplify this, and it is simple. While she was worshiping, the power of God was working at home. Because she invited his presence. You will never be more spiritual than the presence of God in your life. Ever. If, if the presence of God is consistently flowing in my life, those spiritual attributes are going to be flowing in my life. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Isn't the Lord good? 
Well, before we go tonight, let's prepare offering for the Lord. Our worship before God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Isn't God good? I'm like Smith Wigglesworth. I wouldn't trade this anointing if you gave me the world with a fence around it. Glory to God. Isn't God good? All the time. Praise God. Listen, when you're ready to sow tonight, why don't you lift your seed up to the Lord? Father, we thank you for the seed that's being sown into the ground of the kingdom of God. We thank you for the manifestation of your presence. We thank you for your glory. We praise you. We honor you. In the name of Jesus. Amen. And amen. Hallelujah. You can come rejoicing tonight in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Oh, the Lord's good. The Lord's good. The Lord's good. Father, thank you for the seed that's been sown tonight. We thank you, Father, that as your people have sown, that we call them blessed, we call them favored, and we call them healed. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Well, the Lord's good to us. I believe God. Amen. I had some announcements. Forgot what they were. Glory to God. I do know we got a men's meeting coming up. Amen. Hallelujah. August 19th at 9 a.m. Hallelujah. Breakfast, fellowship, and the word. Hallelujah! It's uh, this this uh, this whole thing's growing. This past Saturday, we had our largest men's meeting ever in, in Little Rock. I think we had twenty guys, and uh, the Lord's just so good. Had the largest baptism ever this morning in Little Rock. Baptized nine people this morning, and uh, the Lord's doing some wonderful things. In the past uh, four months, we've seen two cases of cancer healed. Amen. Uh, the, the, the Lord's doing what He said He would do in our churches. And we don't want to miss it. You don't want to miss it. And amen. I want, I, want, I want everything God has for us in the time that we're on this earth. Lord God, whatever you're doing, let us be right in the middle of it. Let us be right in the middle of it. Oh, hallelujah. Isn't God good? Let's stand up tonight. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Of course, don't forget Wednesday night. You know, Wednesday night is your pick-me-up. Glory to God. Only here for an hour. You can come to church and 
visit with your brothers and sisters. Enjoy yourself. You know, when Pastor Michelle and I got married, I was working at the Piggly Wiggly. And uh, on, uh, we had church, church I went to, church we went to when we got married, we had church on uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday every, every week. And, uh, or no, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday every week. And uh, on Friday nights, of course, I, I, on Wednesdays and Fridays, I had to do the, the department, the meat department by, on my own. And uh, uh, it was almost every Friday. I just have to get off work and just go straight to church. I didn't have time to go home and get dressed and just had to go to church. And, you know, that's not a sign of super spirituality, but it is a sign that I'm hungry. It is a sign that... What else you got to do with your Wednesday night? Amen. Well, I come twice on Sunday. We'll come once on Wednesday. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Listen, you don't want to fall into the trap that the world falls into of just doing what's comfortable. The Bible says that the kingdom of heaven suffers violence and the violent take it by force. And we make everything available that we do online. We make it available so people can see it. But you don't want to sit at home with your attention distracted by all kind of other things when you could be sitting in the presence of the Word of God and under the presence of the anointing and receiving what God wants you to receive. Hallelujah. Now here's what I know about people. You're going to do what you want to do. Amen. But the Bible says as we see the time growing nearer that we need to get even more adamant about our time in the presence of God. That you should be even more adamant to assemble yourself together. Hallelujah. You can come and bring your prayer supply before service. Bring your supply to the Word. Hallelujah. Well, I got a lot going on. Well, Take something off your schedule on Wednesday. Am I preaching to the right church? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm talking about somebody else's church. Everybody in here comes on Wednesday, right? See, I'm not talking to y'all. I'm talking to somebody else's church. The culture of our church is we come to church. That's the culture of our church. Amen. God's good to us.